Hello and welcome to another Positive Cinematic Spotlight, where we look at movies to find inspiration and encouragement for the education community. We leave the horrors of October and Halloween behind, heading enthusiastically into November with an election day and Thanksgiving. As we transition into a politically uncertain election, and the but paired with the ever-constant uh, family mooring of Thanksgiving, we turn our attention to the 1986 hit Stand By Me. Stand By Me is a movie based on a Stephen King novella uh, called The Body, published in the collection Different Seasons, published in 1982. Uh, King presents four tales connected to uh, the four seasons, and The Body carries the subtitle Fall from Innocence, connecting it with the season of fall. Uh, in this story, we find uh, four friends, Gordy, Chris, Teddy, and Vern, who go on an adventure to find the body of a peer who's been reported missing. Vern, here, played by uh, Jerry O'Connell, um, hears that his older brother uh, supposedly found the body, um, and he and his friends and the four 12-year-olds are happy for one last adventure before school starts and hope to become... Uh, get named heroes, recognized as heroes for finding the missing child. As you would expect, this is a coming-of-age story, and each of the friends have a backstory which makes their development into adulthood a matter of struggle and hardship. We also learn that the boys will not be able to hang out as much as, as they enter junior high school. Gordy is going to be put into college-bound uh, courses while his friends Chris, Teddy, and Vern will be in the so-called shop classes. Uh, what resonates with me about uh, this story and these characters is how the how other people's opinions um, of the boys are integral to their own idea of who they are. As preteens, the four boys place a lot of value in what other people say, and especially when it comes to adults. Uh, whose opinions have a powerful effect on their lives. When Chris laments that it's what everyone thinks of my family in this town, it's what they think of me, it's, I'm just one more of those low-life Chambers kids, we see that he, rather than resolve himself to prove everyone wrong, he just accepts the label. Um and lives up to those expectations um, of being a no-good Chambers, Chambers kid. Um, Gordy, on the other hand, um, uh, he's the narrator of the story, played by um, Will Wheaton, and he is a creative and skilled writer entertaining his friends with with uh, fictional stories, but his father criticizes him for his focus on writing and uh, for not being athletic like his older brother. And because of that, we see him, when he realizes that 
he's going to be in different classes than his friends, that he's going to take those shop classes rather than the college-bound courses um, because, he can, because he considers, as his father does, uh, writing to be a waste of time. Teddy's father, uh, played by Corey Feldman, um, Teddy's father was abusive uh, to Teddy, and after a severely, uh, significantly severe abusive moment, Teddy's father gets put into a mental care facility. Look, the uh, locals view Teddy as equally mentally unbalanced, and he certainly has a tendency to live up to those views. Um, the opinions of adults greatly influence the characters, and it limits their view of their future. It's easy to sit back and question their unwillingness to fight the uh, presumptions and judgments of others, but we can also see that as 12-year-olds, as children, they might just accept the opinions of adults as fact especially when adults make it difficult to live beyond those or to behave beyond those um, limitations imposed by them. When Chris uh, un tries to undo a choice he made, stealing milk money from the school, um, the teacher he confides in uh, and returns the money to never returns it to the school and instead uh, uses the money for herself on clothing rather than giving Chris the opportunity for a redemptive moment. Um, if an attempt at redemption rewards them with unjust consequences, then there's little drive to try and break out of the limitations placed on them by others. As teachers, we need to be we need to do nothing but encourage our students to see the future as a setting which they are building daily and which can become anything that they wish it to be. And at no point should a decision become a permanent fixture of their future. They should be able to look at their decisions and see how that decision looks in the future and decide to alter the impact of that decision. Time heals all wounds, they say, and it's an old, uh, it's an old idiom uh, suggesting that the further in the past the offense, less damage and hurt feelings remain. It's an idea that many disagree with. Uh, and while I know it's not a universal cure, I also see merit in the idea. We need to let students move beyond bad decisions uh, to let that time heal the wound from their uh, mistakes rather than be reminded of them constantly. By looking at each decision as a, in a as a by looking at each decision of a student as an individual moment, we can show students that they can decide who they are going to be, uh, not feel like they are doomed to always be the troublemaker, the class clown, the disappointment.
Certainly from an administrative disciplinary perspective, there needs to be uh, keeping up with records and suitable consequences for repeated infractions. But in the classroom, we shouldn't let our past interactions sway our current decisions. I call it a clean slate method. Uh, every time a student enters my classroom, he or she enters with a clean slate regardless of the last negative interaction. Um, classroom, uh, class period starts off and we have a negative interaction. I have to ask the student to leave to maybe go talk with administration. When they come back to that class in that same class period, it's a new moment to start, uh, start clean and fresh and have positive interactions. Um, Regardless of the infraction or how much time since the incident, each student gets to start over. After all, the flaw in the time heals all wounds proverb is that the wounded has to decide to let it heal. I can wash the wound clean or I can pick at it and focus on it and dwell on it until it becomes infected and painful. I encourage everyone to wash those wounds the second they happen and let healing begin. And stand by me, Gordy says, I don't want to be a writer, it's stupid. It's a stupid waste of time. Chris responds saying that Gordy's just quoting his dad. Chris continues saying, wish the hell I was like your dad. You wouldn't be going and talking about taking these stupid shop courses if I was. It's like God gave you something, man. All those stories you can make up. And he said, this is what we got for you, kid. Try not to lose it. Kids lose everything unless there's someone there to look out for them. And if your parents are too messed up to do it, then maybe I should. Admittedly, I altered some terminology from the original quote to keep this family friendly. But Chris shows great wisdom here taking Cordy's struggles with who he is and applying them to the struggle of all children. Kids lose everything unless there's someone there to look out for them. One of the biggest arguments for getting students back into the classroom this year with the COVID pandemic is fear of losing them. And the, in this case, the focus was losing them physically, emotionally, and academically. While many parents are positive, supportive, and encouraging, uh, we can see with these four friends uh, that not all parents are supportive and some are physically and emotionally abusive. We needed to account for their well-being. We also need to be sure that our students don't lose the potential of their future by not giving them uh, options for redemption both behaviorally and academically. Human brains continue to develop in our 20s, but we often make student decisions a non-recoverable situation, especially in terms of academics. Due dates are often cut off notices, but without the chance to get the service switched back on. Refusing to give a student an opportunity to turn in an assignment because they made choices Prioritizing personal interests over academic ones is like judging a cook based on a dish that hasn't been fully cooked yet, that hasn't been fully cooked yet. 
After all, the decision-making center of the brain uh, is still cooking. Chris and Gordy support each other and make it out of Castle Rock. Um, hold on one moment. Let me pause to get the door. All right, back to what I was saying. Chris and Gordy support each other and make it out of Castle Rock, which may not have happened had they not been there for each other. Uh, Chris probably would not have tried the college courses and gone on to become a lawyer had Gordy not encouraged him, telling him that he was smart enough and he could do anything he wanted to do. Gordy's future would possibly be darker as he questions why his brother died and says that it should have been him who died. But Chris supports Gordy, Gordy's value and encourages him to not listen to his emotionally abusive father. These two characters are good examples of what teachers should be doing and how effective it can be. We should be encouraging our stu students to see all the potential that they have uh, disregarding their past mistakes and allowing for redemptive, uh, for allowing for redemption and to be their own identity, not just, just another based on their family members. If you've provided that encouragement, which can come both overtly with verbally positive and uh, with verbal positivity and encouragement and covertly through friendly eyes and the decision to not remi remind students of their mistakes, instead actively providing further opportunities for growth, then you have provided a good teaching experience for your students. Don't tell administration I said this, but paperwork doesn't make you an effective teacher. It's your ability to provide opportunities to develop and grow emotionally, academic and academically, focusing on their future choices, which are still in flux and not dwelling on their past, which cannot be changed. Thank you for all the amazing opportunities you are giving your students. Thank you for all that you do and thank you for being the best.